0: foodie lovers it's time
1: hello food lovers it's dave are you ready for some foodie fun
0: yes today and every weekday cooking something good and your host dave do so brings you foodie fun adventures and fantastic food talk get ready for great recipes, food experts, daily prizes, lots of laughs, and of course great deals on restaurant certificates and other food-related items at cookingsomethinggood.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, oh no, it's Dave so!
1: coming round. There are always smiles and such strange sounds from a brand new friend in a strange old town. Here we are once again. It's time for Cooking Something Good, live from the Conway Scenic Railroad Broadcast Studio. Cooking Something Good, a show that's foodie fun, recipes, deals, gadgets, And more. Today, we got a great show all week long. It's Diners and Donuts. First guest is going to be Jake Pasternak from the Roundabout Diner in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, followed up by our good friend, Amanda Burrell. She is the founder, owner, operator, donut extraordinaire, coming to us from the New Hampshire Donut Company in Chichester. It's gonna be a great day we're cooking something good it's gonna be fun let's get rolling we're back and it is time for the sharila deal of the day every single day the sharila deal of the day here at cooking something good we offer you some product that is really a great deal it can be a food item it could be a restaurant certificate it can be equipment it could be anything food related today it's a gift certificate we only have one it's to gino's chowder and sandwich shop in portsmouth new hampshire they have been around forever i love their food it's right on the dock you can actually watch as the fishermen bring the catch to gino's dock this place is great a twenty dollar gift certificate we're selling it for three bucks three dollars that's steal. there's a one dollar handling charge so it's really four dollars if we're being honest at Cookingsomethinggood.com, it is up for sale now. We only have one, a $20 gift certificate to Geno's Chowder and Sandwich Shop in Portsmouth. Be the first person to call us. Leave a message, 732-336-1040. 732-336-1040. Be the first. You win this certificate. It's the Sharila Dila the day here at cooking something good. It's time for today's edition of the Dear Dave question of the day. And today's Dear Dave comes from Mike D in Bixby, Oklahoma. And he writes Dear Dave, help exclamation point. Huh, this doesn't sound good. I've been dating a girl for three months now and I really like her. We are both 24 and live in Bixby, Oklahoma, my hometown, but she is from Rockport, Massachusetts. She told me the other night after a couple of adult beverages that she misses lobster and I might have told her I make an incredible lobster stew. And now she expects me to make it next month when her mom and sister come to visit us here in Oklahoma. Two problems. One, I only know how to make toast and cereal and I usually burn both of those. And two, and this is no lie, I have never seen a lobster ever. Not in the supermarket. Not in a lobster pot not in a restaurant. I have never seen a lobster. Please help. How can you have never seen a lobster? Do you go to the supermarket has lobster? Well? Mike D has never seen a lobster and he's got a problem. Mike D from Bixby, Oklahoma. Mike, thanks for sending in the question. Because you did, you're gonna get a $25 gift certificate from cooking something good. You got a problem. First problem is, when you drink, don't lie. It's just gonna get in trouble. You're early in the relationship. I'd wait four or five years till this is kind of funny. But for now, I'd keep it to myself. Uh, You're lucky, my Uncle Steven had a great recipe for fish stew, which I've oftentimes adapted that for lobster stew. So get your pencil out, Michael. Write down the ingredients. You're going to need one and a half cups of lobster stock if you can get it. If not, fish stock. Write this down. You have to go to the supermarket. If they have it at the supermarket, get four cups of lobster meat already cut up. If they don't, if there's a local fishmonger in your town... Uh, see if they'll do it for you but it's easier to get the lobster meat for you who have never seen a lobster you want four garlic cloves one celery stock you're going to chop that one onion it can be yellow or white dice that up four sprigs of fresh thyme 10 cups of roughly chopped fresh baby spinach make sure you wash that mike make sure you wash that well Uh, six cups of milk two cups of heavy cream some salt and pepper to taste a little bit of paprika to taste You're going to want some medium dry sherry. Medium dry or dry. Medium dry is my preference. And then for a garnish, some chopped green onions. This is how you do it. In a pot, heavy pot, Dutch oven if possible, add the butter and your olive oil, and then you're going to add the lobster meat and lightly brown that. Keep an eye on it. Take the lobster meat after it's brown, away from the heat, remove it from the heat, add your celery, your garlic, your onions, and thyme. Season that with a pinch of salt and pepper and let that cook down for about two to three minutes. Stir it. Keep an eye on it. Don't let the onions burn. Don't let the garlic burn. Then you're going to add milk. Make sure you stir this and you're on medium-high heat. You do not want to burn the milk. If you burn the milk, you've ruined the whole thing. Keep stirring that. Add some heavy cream. Stir in, at this point, your chopped spinach. Keep it on low heat for about five to ten minutes. Stir it. Keep it moving. A very light, boil, but make sure you're moving it so you're not burning your cream or butter. Then you're going to garnish it with your green onions after about 10 minutes. Stir in a dash of the sherry and it will be ready to serve. And we're going to call this for the day, Bixby lobster stew. There you go, Mike. And Mike, thanks for sending in. Remember, if you want to send a Dear Dave question of the day, simply send it to Dave at cookingsomethinggood.com In the subject line, put question or Dear Dave question. And if we read yours on the air, you win. Here at Cooking Something Good, we will be right back after this. A gastromaniac, Jack H. from Hollis, New Hampshire, wrote in and he wants to know if I really use Manny's olive oil. I do. Uh, It's comes from Crete. Uh, the Greeks make some of the best olive oil in the world. It is a, a very well-priced. We have it at cookingsomethinggood.com. It's not terribly expensive. The price you see there is uh, including shipping, so there's no additional shipping. Uh, it's harvested by hand. There are no chemicals. It, it's really a great olive oil. Manny's olive oil. I use it, and that's why I sell it, because if I didn't use it, I would not sell it on this site. Give it a try. Manny's olive oil from Crete with love. And we're back, and all week long we're talking about diners and donuts. In today's diner section, we have a very special guest. We have with us Jake Posternak from the Roundabout Diner with us. Jake, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for joining us. I really appreciate it.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be on the show.
1: Hey, it's going to be fun today because I've decided without your permission that I'm going to pitch a tent inside the Roundabout Diner, and I am going to have breakfast, lunch, a snack. Dinner and a drink. Something you can do at the Roundabout Diner. I'm going to tell you what I would have, and then I want you to talk about what you would choose at the same time. Are you ready? Okay, sounds good. All right. I, I just woke up. Of course, I'm going to get a nice cup of coffee. Just get out of my little tent. Uh, the employees are, are asking questions. Why is this middle-aged balding guy pitched a tent in our store? Uh and I'm going to order three blueberry pancakes, two eggs. Uh, I'm going to choose the Vermont maple sausage instead of the overcut bacon. Both excellent choices. Uh, what what do you call that? Is that? A, that's a special thing on your menu, right?
2: Yeah, we do have this. We have a big combo griddle breakfast, which is. You know, very popular. If you want a little bit of everything, um, so in your ca- you can get French toast or pancakes with it. In your case, obviously, you go with the blueberry pancakes there, and then you get two eggs, any style, uh, or oven-roasted home fries, and then your choice of meat. So in your case, you could get the sausage.
1: The sausage. I-, I have to tell you, I looked at your website. The overcut bacon looks good too, but the Vermont maple sausage. How can you say no?
2: Yeah, you- sure, sure. There's those jumbo maple sausages and. If it's your first time here, anyone that sees him kind of goes, whoa, you know, because <laughs> you've really never seen, like, a, it's a it's quite a sight to behold.
1: It's like being at Fenway and getting a, a, a Fenway front. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And I'm going to get my eggs poached, light, loose, like the eggs runny. All right? Sure. So I've eaten. Now Jake comes in and someone says, Jake, that guy's got a tent and he just ordered that food. <laughs> and he's drinking a coffee and he's having the the... the the special, and Jake says, "Well, I'm hungry too. What are you gonna get?"
2: Well, you know, I've had so many um, the menu so many times now, but we have these new additions, and we have this fresh baked cinnamon swirl bread, and we use that to make a cinnamon swirl French toast, and it's it's unbelievable. Might be a little bit ha- higher on the calories than some of our menu items, but it's it's so so good as a treat every once in a while. So um, that's what I would go with.
1: All right, so we've had breakfast. I'm going to get another cup of coffee. Are you having coffee? All day. All right, so we're both going to have a second cup of coffee. Now it's got to be lunchtime, and uh, all I've done is gone back in my tent and taken a nap since then. Uh, <laughs> Dave is getting fat. Dave is getting happy. Dave doesn't care. He gets up from his after breakfast nap. He looks at the menu, and without hesitation, because. Even though everything looks so good on the lunch menu, Dave's going with a mac and cheese, four cheese blend packed with lobster, panko crust, and truffle oil mac and cheese. How could nice. you go wrong?
2: Oh, oh, it's a good choice in the summer.
1: Oh, winter, any time of year, that sounds delicious. Yeah,
2: true, true, true.
1: So Jake, unlike okay. Dave, has been working all morning long. Now he's hungry. He's going to go to lunch. He's going to eat at the Roundabout Diner. What are you getting?
2: You know, I really like our um, Cuban sandwich. I think it's one of the best in the area because we slow smoke our pulled pork for 15 hours, and we use it in a variety of dishes. We have a lot of barbecue pulled pork sandwich, grilled cheese, things like that. Um, but on the Cuban, it's a dry rub, and it's it's you know it's got that applewood smoked ham on it. It's got um, red onion and that spicy Dijon mustard I like so much. And yeah, it's just a, it's a really good sandwich. I'll probably go with that.
1: Okay, now here's the problem, Dave. Even though he just had the mac and cheese with four cheese blend and packed with lobster and a panko crust and truffle oil from the roundabout diner, has watched Jake eat his Cuban sandwich and Dave has decided to order a Cuban sandwich also, which he eats. It is now nap time for Dave. Jake goes back to work. I go back to bed. I wake up at three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm starving. I'm gonna try some waffle fries with scallion, bacon and cheddar cheese. Sure. You need a quick snack, because unlike me, you've been burning calories and working away. What are you going to get?
2: <laughs> um, you know, though, that's always a good option. That's one of my favorites, those kind of those bacon cheddar fries. We do have these, we call them fowl balls that I love. They're they're chicken uh, wrapped in uh, bacon, and we smoke them, and then we just flash them in the fryer real quick with some honey mustard dipping sauce. So that's, that's kind of my go-to appetizer.
1: Okay, so Jake has ordered those. He did not eat them all and dave grabbed the two put them in his napkin has gone back into his tent for another nap and eats those before he goes to bed and he wakes up and it's dinner time and there's no doubt dave's getting a smokehouse burger rare to medium rare it has got cheddar cheese farmer cut bacon he's getting that bacon that he passed on in the morning onion rings barbecue sauce you can't go wrong jake comes over introduces himself dave and jake become fast friends Dave orders a beer, and Jake gets what?
2: Well, for dinner, I would probably go with the turkey meatloaf. You know, it's just, it's not something I normally get, but it's one of those diner classics that when you're here, um, you know, you got to kind of take advantage of it, and we make it so well, and we use turkey instead of uh, ground beef, and I think it's just got a re- it's a really fun twist to it, and it's got a really great um, flavor. Um, and I would definitely get a beer to go along with you just to wash that down.
1: So now we're fast friends. Dave now weighs 67 pounds more than he did when he walked into <laughs> the roundabout diner. But still there is a genius who works at the roundabout diner and she makes banana cream pie as well as many other yep. incredible treats. Dave orders not a piece of banana cream pie, the entire banana cream pie. What are you going to get for dessert?
2: You know, I might get a banana cream pie milkshake or frap, as we call it. It's just a fun little twist on our banana cream pie classic that is, like you said, so popular and we've been doing for so many years. Um, but, you know, it's a drinkable version, a little bit easier to go down.
1: And maybe we could split those half and half. Sure. Because, yeah, first get two straws
2: of straws for you. I love the fact that you call them
1: fraps because that's what they call them yeah. time, too. All kidding aside, I get up there a lot and uh, the Roundabout Diner, I, I never get a chance to miss that place. Um, because I'm in there all the time. You guys do a great job. Uh, the food is really throwback diner. Um, I grew up in Western Massachusetts in a town that had two diners, and it's, it's, it's the real deal. And uh, I'm sure all the people up in Portsmouth really appreciate it. Jake, we appreciate you being on the show, humoring us for a little bit, and we look forward to being there real soon. Before we let you go, though, uh, I'm going to give away a $10 gift certificate to the Roundabout Diner. And uh, here's the question. This is a tricky one. Sometimes the questions are easy, and sometimes they are extremely hard. Okay? We're talking with Jake from the Roundabout Diner in Portsmouth. And the Roundabout Diner in Portsmouth is very close to what traffic circle? I know this is a tough one, but if you know the answer, give us a call. Be the first person to call us. 732 336 1040 And you will be a winner. Jake, thanks so much.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Look forward to seeing you next
1: time. It sounds good. We're going to take a quick break, Bills, and we will be back right after this. Hey, gastromaniacs. I know there's nothing more frustrating than when you're in the kitchen and you're working away like a maniac and you spill something. Don't worry, nothing cleans up all of your spills faster or better than Spill salt. Simply completely cover any spill with Spill Solve until there's no visible sign of liquid, and with a few sweeps of a broom, all you're left with is a clean, dry surface. It's immediately safe for foot or vehicle traffic, And this includes greasy restaurant floors, too. No more chemicals mopping the floor down at the end of the night. If you own a restaurant, Spill Solved is also great. And the best part, Spill Solved can be used over and over again. That's right. It's recyclable. Use it over and over. It's an easy-to-use container. You simply pour it right back in. This is a great product. Spill Solved, you can find it at Cookingsomethinggood.com. That's Spill Solved at Cookingsomethinggood.com. It's that time of day. Every day we talk about the recipe of the week. Listen up, gastromaniacs. If you want to win the recipe of the week contest, all you need to do is send your favorite, your best recipe, and a headshot to Dave at cookingsomethinggood.com. And if we choose your recipe, you will win a one hundred dollar gift certificate. You get your picture on the webpage all week long and your recipe will be up there all week long. This week's winner is Angelina C from Gothstown. Angelina chose not to have her picture on the website, and that's fine too. Her recipe is bolognese, a sausage bolognese. I made it. It was simple. It was spectacular. It's very easy to make. It's very good. If you're in a hurry and you want something delicious, uh, this is what you make. You can choose your pasta. I use rigatoni. She used linguine. You can use anything you want. Get your pasta water boiling. In a pan, you're going to take... Here's your ingredients, first of all. You're going to have a a medium-sized onion, two medium-sized carrots, a clove of crushed garlic, not chopped, crushed garlic, tomato paste, red wine, and then half cherry tomatoes. You can also use a medium-sized can of diced tomatoes, or you can just use a can of tomatoes. I liked the cut-up cherry tomatoes, and that's the way Angelina sent it in. And here's how you make it. You grate your onion... You grate your carrots. You put those into a pan with extra virgin olive oil, and you cook that off. You're not browning this. You're just cooking it off. Uh, Throw your whole garlic clove in there. You're not peeling that garlic clove. You just have it in the hot oil. You take your tomato paste, and it's a tablespoon, maybe a tablespoon and a half I used a tablespoon and a half because I like that taste. Cook it off. You want to get that bitter taste out of it. So cook it off for about 30 seconds, mix it in, roll it in with everything else. At this point, you're going to add your sausage. So you want to take your sausage links, your hot Italian sausage links, cut the casings off and crumble the meat into a well that you've created in the middle of all your other vegetables that you ha- and herbs that you have in your pan. Cook that until it is nice and brown. Really get a good color on that. Nice and brown. Add uh, your red wine. Uh, Any dry red wine is fine. I happen to like using a um, Merlot in this, but you can use anything that you want. Cook it down until it's almost a paste. Don't be afraid to cook that off and to reduce that down. At this point, you're going to add your diced tomatoes or your cherry tomatoes. Mix that up. Let it cook for about a minute or two. Let it reduce just a little bit. Season with salt and pepper. And there you have it. It is simple. It is fast. It is spectacular. It is easy to make. Bolognese from Angelina C. in Goffstown. This week's winner of the recipe of the week. Here at Cooking Something Good. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more fun. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I have a question. What four things does a retired garbage collector like myself and a rising star donut entrepreneur like Amanda Burrill have in common? We both know that four o'clock in the morning is a working hour. We were both professionals in the quote unquote real world. We were both longtime stay at home parents and we both have had a lifelong passion for cooking. So of course it would be scientifically impossible. Well, I'm don't think it would be scientifically impossible, but it wouldn't be right for me to do a cooking show that spent an entire week focusing on donuts and not have Amanda Brill from the New Hampshire Donut Company on the air. She is truly one of the rising stars in the restaurant industry in New Hampshire. It's a great pleasure to have her on. She has been a huge success so far. Amanda, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I just want to start by saying, hey, you are a superstar. You are rocking it. A first team, all world, donut making fool, business entrepreneur who is absolutely killing it with your business concept, the New Hampshire Donut Company. Congratulations on your success so far.
0: Oh, thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's, it's our honor because we like donuts. Tell us because everyone has their story one day, you were a stay-at-home mom, which we both know is a really the best and the hardest job in the entire world, and you said, by golly, I'm gonna make donuts and sell them. And the next day, you're a huge success, though. We always know there's more to the story. Talk about your journey into the donut world.
0: Sure, I lived in North Carolina for quite a while while my children were very young, and we moved back to New Hampshire. And my children were growing up, going to be going to school, so we're looking for something that I could do as they were going to be leaving the house, and I was going to get back into the working world.
1: Which you were already in, by the way. Working with kids is is the working world.
0: (laughs) The hardest job.
1: (laughs) And the best job.
0: Um, Oh, totally. Um, And we just were looking to see what the needs of the community really were in central New Hampshire. And... We'd been to fun donut places in the southern part of the country and just thought that it would be a great idea to have something like that here.
1: Now, a banker for 13 years and then you were a stay-at-home mom for five, your background, those two very different real-world experiences, I would imagine that has helped you with both uh, time management and business strategy as well as uh, capitalization and the day-to-day financial management responsibilities, which are really needed to run a company like yours, or any company. Can you give us an example of how those two prior experiences have helped you manage and grow the New Hampshire Donut Company so well?
0: Of course. I worked a lot when I worked in the financial industry with um, just the public, and so that's helped me tremendously working you know, what I do, a lot of front-facing, event planning, things of that nature. And of course, being a stay-at-home mom, it's all about time management. Um, and so that has helped me with my employees and really um, working with them and watching them grow, which is fantastic. It's one of my favorite parts of the job.
1: Well, I know. And when you take that, you know, you said uh, time management and I and I kind of, I chuckled because you can, you got to get the kids out the door and you've got to get the donuts out uh. the door. And, and I think about it, it's like, where, uh, Where is your other shoe? What did you do with your other shoe? <laughs> it's like, where did we put that delivery slip? Is Where's that delivery <laughs> slip? Yeah. So those things are so yeah, similar.
0: He, he, My husband's fantastic too, and he's a major help. So that helps in the morning. So he, he knows about that stay-at-home thing too. <laughs> That's
1: fantastic. And I, I tell you, it, when spouses help like that, and our, our man, I, I'm fortunate my wife is uh, in the business world, uh, in, in the corporate world, and she keeps me on track, and when I have when I have the show, and I'm like, I wanna do this with the show, and she sits down, okay, Dave, let's go over a list. So she's the person yeah. who keeps me grounded. Uh, let's talk donuts, all right? We've talked about your background, we've talked about some other stuff, and let's talk about donuts. Let's get right to the heart of the, let's get to the dough of the matter. When Jan and Joe Gastromaniac, they walk into the New Hampshire Donut Company with their three kids, and they're all under the age of 12, we'll say. Walk them through what they will experience, what the New Hampshire Donut Company is all about.
0: Sure. Well, first of all, it's all about fun for us. We like to have all kinds of different toppings, fun donuts, and customer experience, that's number one. Um, But when you come in, it'll be, you know, we have a list of everyday favorites that we have, and then we've got a list of rotating specials, things like cannoli peanut butter explosion, strawberry cheesecake, strawberry shortcake, and then you also have the option to customize donuts to your, like, um, we start with a plain vanilla base or chocolate base, depending on the day, and kids can, you know, be as adventurous as they want. They can top it with caramel, peanuts, chocolate drizzles, marshmallow drizzle, caramel drizzle, really anything. There's a, hundreds of different options.
1: And it's great because the kids come in and they're focused on something for a little while other than, he's touching me, he grabbed me, that's mine. Right. I, I can't find my, where's <laughs> your shoe now? So great about it. You took your shoe off yeah. in the store? Oh, uh, look it, it's in the donut. No, this, I mean, it's so great. <laughs> hey, this is not a question, okay? But I was on your website, and I'm just going to say it. Maple Bacon Donuts topped with Fruity Pebble Cereal. I love you, Amanda Burrell. I, I love you with all my heart. And That's all I'm gonna say about that. Maple bacon donuts topped with fruity pebbles. I love you. Hey, let's give away. Before I let you go, though, I'm gonna get Let's give away a twenty dollar gift card to the New Hampshire Donut Company. Are you ready? Yep. All you have to do is be the first person to call in. Leave your answer to this donut related question: What country has the most donut shops? per capita than any other in the world. What country has the most donut shops per capita than any other in the world? Be the first to leave the correct answer 7323361040. 7323361040 like the IRS form 1040. Hey, uh, Amanda Brill from the New Hampshire Donut Company. Thank you so much for being with us and we promise we will be stopping in soon.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: We're going to take a break, pay some bills, and when we come back, it's time for the foodie know-it-all quiz of the day. Yeah, we're going to give away another gift card in just two minutes. Stick around.
2: Take a step back in time. Visit New Hampshire's Conway Scenic Railroad at the center of North Conway Village. We offer a choice of heritage and scenic train rides the whole family will enjoy. Take a journey over Crawford Notch on our mountaineer. Or take a spin on one of our valley runs where we recreate classic train travel when rustic passenger trains ran from town to town. Our pub train offers a selection of beverages and culinary delights. Call 603-356-5251 or visit us online at conwayscenic.com.
1: Parents, if you're looking for a really good fun time with your kids something wholesome something interesting for not just your kids but for you too it's the conway scenic railroad They've got great trips. Uh, You can go anywhere from four and a half to five hours to 45 minutes. But you got to get there and get on that website now because these tickets sell out fast. And they've got great food on these trains. I have been there. I had a chance to get into their kitchen cars. It's amazing what they're able to produce. Great food, great fun. Just a great day in North Conway. So go to North Conway Railroad's webpage. The North Conway Scenic Railroad's webpage. Just go to cookingsomethinggood.com. You can click right through from there on the little train, it'll take you to their website. The North Conway Scenic Railroad, recommended by us here at Cooking Something Good. Welcome back to Cooking Something Good. You know, I'm a, I'm a meat eater. I am a carnivore. Some people are vegetarians. Some people are vegans. Some people don't eat meat for moral reasons. Some people don't eat meat for medical reasons. Some people eat meat because they really like it. Some people eat meat for medical reasons. Everybody's got their own reason for whatever food they choose to eat. And that's great. But one country has the lowest meat consumption price per capita in the world. And that brings us to today's Foodie Know-It-All. Answer the Foodie Know-It-All question first. All you have to do is dial 732-336-1040. Leave your answer to this question, which country has the lowest meat consumption per capita in the world? Let us know. You could be a winner here at Cooking Something Good. We will be right back after this Message. Hey, my friends, I want to take a moment and talk to you about Cookingsomethinggood.com. Cookingsomethinggood.com is a website, and it's a great website if you need something that's food-related, whether it's equipment, uh, specialty foods, gift certificates to great local restaurants, Cookingsomethinggood.com. And right now at Cookingsomethinggood.com, we've got a really great thing going on. It's called the Cooking Something Good My Recipe Book. It usually goes for $19.99. We're selling it for $9.99 right now. It's a recipe book that's blank on the inside. It's got uh, just blank lines that you can pass around to family and friends, grandparents, great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, uh, people in your family who have great recipes that you want to keep forever. And when you buy one of these cookbooks for just $9.99, every dollar is donated to the Nashua Soup Kitchen and Shelter. It's a great organization. They help feed people who are in need, desperate need of food. Food insecurity is a huge problem in our country, and we are so lucky to have this organization right here in our area. So go to cookingsomethinggood.com for all your needs, and go to cookingsomethinggood.com and get yourself one of these recipe books and help out a great cause. Cooking, Somethinggood.com. It's hard to believe, but another half hour has come and gone here at Cooking Something Good. What a great day! How much fun did we have? Jake Pasternak from the Roundabout Diner in Portsmouth, and Amanda Barrill with a delightful story about her company, the New Hampshire Donut Company in Chichester. Uh, It was a great day. We will be back tomorrow. So we hope you join us again here on Cooking Something Good. Have a great
2: day.